the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, I'm Georgie Borman. Welcome to the bonus round, a release of extra Q&As with guests or deleted material from 180Cast episodes that was too interesting not to share with you. I hope you enjoy it, and as always, I look forward to hearing your thoughts on the flip phone at 323-999-1802. Let's get started. In this bonus round, I talk with T. Russell Hunter, lobbyist with Free the States, about state nullification of federal abortion laws and Supreme Court precedent, and what abolitionists would do if Democrats passed a constitutional amendment enshrining a woman's right to abortion. For more interesting conversation just like this, check out episode 38, How History and Theology Converted This Christian to Abortion Abolition. Okay, bonus round. So I had a couple couple questions for you. One is the the issue of nullification. Cuz mm-hmm. I've talked to people and this seems to be a pretty big hang up for people because they think that there's a middle ground between being what I mean some abolitionists call, probably most abolitionists call uh supreme court idolatry and mm-hmm. saying having the states say no to the Supreme Court, we're not going to abide by that lawless decision, we're going to go ahead and outlaw abortion no matter what you say. So mm-hmm. what 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 is the most convincing argument for nullification? Why does it make, pe- I mean, I guess I know why yeah. it makes people nervous because nobody's seen that done in our lifetime. Well, like, <laughs> we see it done all the time, kind of. I mean, people do it to smoke pot, or like a city will a city will Fair go point. Against, a city but not will as go far as what the Supreme Court has said, right? So we we've uh, there are states the that have Court. stood up to to federal laws. No, the Supreme Court has upheld those federal laws. I can't quote it right offhand, but I mean, you can look it up. That the Supreme Court actually has ruled that no state has the right to legalize medical marijuana. That's a Supreme Court ruling. I'm going to have to look that up. So is that yeah. where you start with people who say, who are very uncomfortable with the concept of nullification? I mean, you can, because they usually start by saying it can't be done. Um, I think actually, whether it's done or not done, what usually happens is people stand up to try to do it and they get close. And as they get close, the Supreme Court bends. So the Supreme Court will rule that marriage is between a man and a woman, Right. Well, when the culture starts to change to the point where it looks like states are going to say, well, you guys can just take a hike. We're going to legalize gay marriage. We don't care what you say. The Supreme Court, in order to save face, will legalize marriage. But they're not going to do that if no one's demanding it. Like the Supreme Court's never going to overturn. They're going to wake up one morning and be like, let's overturn Roe v. Wade. Um, Some states got to actually put forward a law saying, there's no right to terminate a pregnancy here. We disagree with the Supreme Court. Um, And then the Supreme Court can meet 
and they can say, no, um, the right to murder babies is clearly stated in the Constitution. They can say whatever they want. And that state has a chance to to nullify what they rule or not. But they're never even going to question that central fundamental holding of the Roe v. Wade opinion without a state doing that. So wait, but isn't the argument from people like Tony Lowinger that that you have to have a certain kind of law that you can put forward in front of the courts that has a chance to being moved all the way up to the courts that they would consider it? And then go ahead. What was that? (laughs) <laughs> they say to pass constitutional muster or to, right. uh, to be the kind of law that so so they'll th- these lobbyists on the other side will tell people don't file that law because it's going to be immediately ruled unconstitutional. Um, and so I think pro-life organizations that provide these laws to the legislators are always looking for like if I'm going to be completely honest with the, like the, the ones that really do have a good motive to end this are looking for to, to create some kind of law that they can get passed that'll go to the Supreme Court and somehow get the Supreme Court to sort of reverse Roe. Now, the weird thing is, is like like HB2 in Texas half a decade ago, it was like a 20-week, it was like an omnibus bill, like a 20-week ban, a got to be close to clinics, you got to be clean, like all these different regulations. Well, it went to the court and just got thrown out right well even if say it didn't get thrown out and it got upheld states are allowed to abolish abortion after 20 weeks or ban abortion after 20 weeks or something like that that's not even challenging the the fundamental ruling in roe v wade i think the only thing that really does that is a law that actually says no the supreme court was wrong there is no right to terminate children in oklahoma texas alaska wherever it is the Supreme Court's wrong. The Supreme Court has to look at that law and say, "Where are we right or are we wrong?" Then they're actually having the cons- they're having the constitutional question: Were were those nine unelected appointed lawyers in seventy two right or wrong? And they can actually revisit it, but they're not even going to revisit it without us. Now, let's say they revisit it and they say, "Nope, clear as day in the Constitution of the United States." Mothers are allowed to pay people to murder their children. It's right there. Thomas Jefferson might as well have written himself. Um, and they rule against it. Uh, I think that that's when a state says, well, we're not going to abide by your opinion and just challenges the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court doesn't have an army, so there's nothing to fear there. You say, well, but the say the federal branch, the executive branch, sides with the Supreme Court and says, well, Texas, well, Oklahoma, we're going to withhold federal funds. That's the sort of thing that is going to possibly have to happen. Um, So you need enough states to say, no, we're not going to allow the murder of children here where the federal government backs down. And the federal government does back down. They'll do a cost-benefit analysis. If Texas says they're going to abolish abortion, and then the federal government says, well, if you do that, we're going to take away your funds. Texas says, well, we're going to stop sending sending you funds. Texas gives more to the federal government than they receive. So that's just courageous leadership and people standing up for what's right. And it'll actually do it. Um, 
So I think that the arguments for nullification are somewhere along the lines that they're not arguments. It's a necessity at this point. Because what we've seen is, so what, 44 years of uh, majority-held Republican pro-life Supreme Courts. Yeah. And and there's no overturning of Roe. Um, Even whenever we're like eight pro-life appointed ones to two they uphold it because they value the Supreme court's historical um, authority. They don't want to undermine their own authority. So mm-hmm. they rule, you know, so I mean, it's like, you know, stare decisis. Okay. I have a hy- one more hypothetical question for you. And then it'll be sadly the end of bonus round because I have to go back to taking care of my kids too. Okay. Oh, yeah. Hypothetical. What would happen if, Let's say we had a President Warren or a President Sanders and Democrats Mm. had control of both houses of Congress and they passed a constitutional amendment to the Constitution that says abortion absolutely is a woman's right. Where do abolitionists go from there? Well, frankly, we're at the same place. (laughs) We still have to do the same thing. You're still setting it up to where we have to stand up against the pharaohs of our culture and say, let my people go. I mean, we're still at the same juncture that that's just them being honest. Like right now, um, that isn't how it is. Right. We have this pro-life president. Um, Our pro-lifer is the majority in the House. Is that what it is right now? But not the Senate. Um, yeah. Um, but it's not like your hypothetical um, is different in reality than what is going right now. There isn't an amendment, but that's how everyone lives. Everyone lives as though abortion is constitutional because of the opinion of the Supreme Court. Everyone. So you say so you would say, but abolitionists wouldn't be able to say it's unconstitutional at that point. So is it just. Oh, oh yeah, we wouldn't say it's unconstitutional. I don't spend a lot of time saying it's unconstitutional. Um, I say that the right to abortion isn't anywhere to be found in the Constitution. It's just a Supreme Court ruling where they perverted the Constitution. But my argument is never that abortion is wrong because it's constitutionally wrong. Like, that's not the document. That's not the foundational document for abolitionists. I mean, abortion. So say the Constitution straight up said mothers in America have the innate fundamental right to terminate their babies at any point for any reason. So that was in the Constitution. Well, to hell with the Constitution. That would be the answer. Um, you burn the Constitution. You say this thing either needs to be completely defied um, or it needs to be amended. Um, you go. You At that point, you revert to the Declaration of Independence and you say when any form of government goes against the principles upon which this nation is found, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, like at that point, if the government goes against that and is a tyrannical government forcing people to like not be allowed to protect the preborn neighbors and all that kind of stuff, you abolish it. That's literally what the Declaration of Independence says. You alter or abolish it. So we'd have to either amend that constitution or just abolish it. And that's what we would do. I mean, abolitionists, our argument wouldn't be like, no, abolition is constitutional. You can argue that right now, but say they did do that. Well. It'd be the same thing. We'd, we'd say, pound sand. As for, we're not going to kill children. At that point, you would need a state that really 
you wouldn't be talking just about nullification probably at that point. You probably would be talking about secession, which isn't the same thing as nullification, which can sometimes be confused by people. But at that point, you'd be talking about states that were literally um, disregarding the Constitution. So they would not want they would not consider themselves um, to be part of the United States anymore. Yeah, they would no longer hold which, you know, if 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 there are people listening to your show or just out there in general that are actually in a position where like that would be the game was over, their highest authority is the laws of man. That's what their highest authority authority is. If they think that if there really was a constitutional amendment that said you must, you, you're not allowed to end abortion in your state. If they take their ball and they go home, you know what their God is. It's the constitution. So I don't think the God, our God can be the constitution either. Now we can make those God. arguments though, yeah. you know, right now we can, but um, William Lloyd Garrison famously stood up and he burned the constitution because he thought that the constitution was a slave permitting document. And um, most historians would agree with him that yes, when the United States was first formed and the constitution was written and ratified, there are a number of statements in the constitution that had to be amended that were allowing slavery. So, you know, he was willing to stand up and burn the constitution. And of course everyone hated him for it, but he was right. And the constitution is amended. And now we all appreciate that stand. So I think we'd have to do the same thing. Thank you. That is actually very helpful. Awesome. That is end of bonus round. Thank you so much for joining me today and taking so much time to ex- explain this stuff. Um, and yeah. If there's anything you would add, it would be follow free the states. Follow free the states. Got yeah, it. Yeah, because free the states is where I actually post things. I don't, you know, I'm not even really the primary poster on abolish human abortion. So yeah. that's one of those weird, confusing things. But yeah, follow free the states and free the states has Facebook and Twitter and, um, get on our email list. It's probably the best thing. Excellent. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the bonus round. If you'd like to hear more mini episodes like this, please let me know by calling or texting the flip phone at 323-999-1802 or catch up with the 180cast on Twitter at 180cast. Have a wonderful new year, and until next time, seek the truth, share your values, and listen with your heart and your mind. God bless.